Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Welcome back to Weekend Fantasy Update, hour number two on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina along with George Kurtz and our producers Rob Bo, Sean Angle. They are killing it. They are killing it. George, uh, I mentioned uh, they played a little staying alive on our way out before I called it your theme song. I can picture you, uh, you know, walking around, eating a couple slices of pizza, wearing your uh, white suit. Yeah, pushback <laughs> push DA. That's gonna happen. Uh, two guys, <laughs> I love Rob and Sean. Uh, I think combined together, they still weren't alive back when that uh, movie came out. A couple of my fantasy teams are staying, uh, barely staying alive. Yeah, it's Ooh. funny. You know, now Ooh. I saw Saturday Night Night Fever back in the day, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. But when I think of uh, when I think of the song, I always go to Airplane and Robert Hayes. <laughs> yeah, you know, doing it in the, night, in the nightclub where he's doing dancing, you know, everybody ends up fighting. So I uh, wasn't a big fan of, stay, of Saturday Night Fever, but uh, staying alive. You know, like a couple of my fantasy teams barely staying alive. Yeah, I mean, as a movie, I it was okay. You know, I kind of chuckle when, you know, some of uh, the people from Brooklyn, they're like, it's almost like a uh, an out-of-body experience when they talk about it, you know? I mean, come on, it's funny. But, uh, yeah, I, I have a couple of teams that are barely staying alive in fantasy as well. Another one that uh, I'm partnering up uh, with our friend Chacha that we're in first place, the GST League. So uh, hopefully we'll stick there. But, yeah, it's been a tough in, – in, in baseball, it's been really, really tough this year. We talked about all the injuries going down and whatnot. But, uh, yeah. So uh, I, I want to switch gears, though, and we're going to get back to baseball. There's lots to cover, too, uh, with baseball. I want to talk about, uh, if we can, the Pirates' uh, fire sale and your closer report, who's hot, who's not, maybe uh, some guys to focus on uh, off of the waiver wire. But uh, let's talk a little NFL. So uh, Andrew Luck in the news. And uh, everybody better keep their eye on Jacoby Brissett. This could be like one of those... Uh, uh, was that the, the Tanya Harding kind of case where because uh, Andrew Luck is finally throwing the ball, <laughs> <laughs> right? I, th- I think uh, I was listening to Fantasy Football Frenzy with uh, Corey Parson, Matty Modica, and uh, the All In Kid Jake Seeley, and I, th- I think they said it was like 527 days. Uh, on the 527th day, he finally threw a football. Or you know, th- th- that's another interesting thing that you know. I guess the media got wind that he was doing it, but he might have been doing it a little bit before that. But uh, I think he was throwing like a college football, right? It wasn't like a yes, uh, uh, yes. He w- he wasn't throwing with Duke. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. throwing a college football. It had stripes on it, so uh, that's he was throwing. He was at throwing. least he wasn't throwing a Nerf, you know. Hey, I used to like a Nerf. Okay, you know, oh, if, you nerf, nerf. If, if you if you got it wet and then let it hard, it would be even better. <laughs> You know, it's, yeah, there's a, a certain way to do that. Uh, yeah. Nerf has a way. Like, when you throw a Nerf, you know, it really makes you think that you got an arm, right? <laughs> you I really think that's how it. I uh, that's how I learned to throw a football. <laughs> I actually, uh, that's a friend of mine taught me back back when I was like six, seven years old. That's how he taught me mm-hmm. to throw a football with a Nerf first, and then you go, you go from there. Uh, but yes, I uh, it's great news, right? He's throwing a football. Mm-hmm. It comes. It's June 16th. You know, if you're drafting today. And you want to draft – it's a one-quarterback league, not a super flex, not a two-quarterback yeah, league. You want to draft Andrew me. Luck. <laughs> yeah, you're, on, uh, you're almost forced. Either you're drafting Jacoby Brissett as well, or you're probably just drafting another quarterback. And my mm-hmm. problem with this is, Joe, is I don't like drafting two quarterbacks. I mean, mm-hmm. not, not in a, your standard five-bench league. You've got eight bench, eight, ten bench spots. That's different. Then you probably mm-hmm. are going to take a second quarterback. But if you only got four or five bench spots, which most leagues all you get – then I'm probably not going Andrew Luck in a one-quarterback league. Not yet. Talk mm-hmm. to me in August. You know, and we see him throwing every day. He's playing in training camp. Maybe he got, even got in a preseason game. This could completely change. You know, then Andrew yeah. Luck would be back on my radar. But right now, he's not in my top 12 quarterbacks. I, I just can't do it. Not yet. I think the talent is there. 
but it's just too early. Let, let me see him throw a football. And now we won't see it, what, for five more weeks. Training camp, uh, uh, OTAs are over. Training camp starts in about five weeks. Yeah, I'm trying to, um, I, like I said, I did a, uh, a mock this week with uh, uh, my friends at uh, the uh, Fighting Chance Fantasy Football and uh, follow them, uh, Fighting Chance. And I'm looking, Andrew Luck went in the 11th round. And the guy that took him uh, used him as his first quarterback and right af- after that took Patrick Mahomes. Now, again, it's just a mock, so you, you, you're doing little experiments but uh, Andrew Luck and Mahomes, I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's two question marks for me right there. Well, to paraphrase Joe Girardi, it's not what you want. But uh, you <laughs> mentioned it is a mock. So I don't, I don't really have an issue with it because I think Mahomes is a nice uh, guy to, as your second quarterback. No, he's nice, luck. but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I would have done this. But it, once again, it, it could have been a way, uh, and it was what, Steve uh, Rapid who took it. It could have just been mm-hmm. a way for Steve to find out what's going to happen if I wait this long. And I take luck, right. who else can I get? Because that's what mm-hmm. a mock is for. I mean, usually when I do a mock, I am taking it seriously. But there are times where I've done a mock and I want to see if a certain strategy, what it's going what, what to look like. You know, in right. baseball, what happens if I take a catcher early? You know, in mm-hmm. football, it could be the same thing. What if I take Aaron Rodgers in round three? What if I wait mm-hmm. on this guy? What if I don't take a running back in round one? You want to see what's going to be uh, end up being out there. That's the idea of a mock. Mm-hmm. You know, to get, uh, get an idea of different kinds of scenarios. Uh, so I, I don't mind it at all. But like I said, Andrew Luck at this point, no. June 16th, mm-hmm. I don't want him as my starting quarterback. But like I said, this could completely change in two months. He proved himself healthy to me. He will break my top 12. He is that kind of talent. They did get him some offensive linemen now, should have better protection around him. The receiving mm-hmm. core is pretty much is what, it, is what it is. The running game is 50-50 at best as well. A whole bunch of young guys. We'll see who, if any of these guys can pan out. I was looking at their uh, you know, their depth chart. I mean, you know, T.Y. Hilton I have confidence in, uh, especially if luck is healthy. Uh, but the rest of them, I mean, you know, Chester Rogers, Ryan Grant, uh, I mean, uh Talk about question marks. I mean, you know, this is almost seems like a perfect landing spot for Des Bryant. But then on the other hand, I mean, is Des Bryant the same receiver that he was in the past? Like, can he play the outside anymore? Is he better maybe playing out of the slot? But uh, in my opinion, I don't think Luck has enough uh, weapons here. I mean, I know they added Eric Ebron. They still have Jack Doyle uh, as tight ends. And uh, you see what I'm saying? I mean, do you, do you like this, this receiving core that he has? No, I can't argue with anything you just said. You know, I, th- I think you put it perfectly. You sign Ebron, I mean, are you going to go with two tight, a lot of two tight end sets? And people mm-hmm. go, oh, that's good for protection. Well, you know what? Ebron can't block. Mm-hmm. He's not very good at that. He's not very good at catching the football either. So it's, it's strange how they went about this offseason. I agree about mm-hmm. Dez. You know, I think Dez would make some sense here. You know what team would be really good for Dez? The Cowboys. They could use a wide receiver too. Uh, I. It's not going to happen because Dez and Dak just didn't uh, didn't get along. That's why he's not there. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's why they didn't ask him to take a pay cut. As soon as you didn't hear that Dallas didn't even ask him to take a pay cut, well, that let you know all you needed to know that it's it's right. it's just not it's a Dak Dez thing. They can't they're not on the same page. So that's right. fine. But yeah, I think he could be a player here. Uh, whether or not he could play in the slot, you know, we don't know because Dallas never used him there. God right, forbid right. they should try anything different. So you don't know. You know, that's one of the big problems with Dallas. They don't change their offensive system. They don't work things around. They didn't, don't get people open by putting them in better situations. It's been a criticism forever about not even putting mm-hmm. Des in motion a lot of times. So strange. But, yes, I think he could be a consideration here. I don't have a lot of faith in Ryan Grant, Chester Rogers, and Reese Fountain, <laughs> Deion Kane, James. I mean, you go on and on. He's like, ugh. Yeah. So, Doris uh, Fountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's going to happen. Unless it's Reese's Pieces coming out of that fountain. Uh, no. No, I, I don't think I don't think he'll end up here, mind you, because I think you know, you probably would have wanted him in here already, mm-hmm. you know, to get things going here. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm very surprised Dez hasn't signed with somebody at this point. You, uh, I have to wonder: Are we waiting for an injury? Are we waiting for a team to suffer an injury to a first or uh, a second wide receiver, and that's what's going to bring him in? Because you know, the longer you wait, you know, wide receiver is not like running back. Running back mm-hmm. is pretty much a: Can you pick up the blitz on third down? B: Can uh, you know get the handoff, hit the hole? That's all you got to do. Wide receiver, you learn all these route trees and everything else. So the longer you wait, yeah. the harder it is for Dez to do that or any wide receiver. Huge book for that to matter. memorize, right? Right. It's it's monstrous, and you got to get mm-hmm. uh, chemistry with the quarterback. So you mm-hmm. know, uh, if it's, if it was Indianapolis, you got Luck and Dez have to be on the same page. What about when the blitz is coming and Dez is the hot receiver? Does he know where to go? Does he know how to pick? Know that he's the hot receiver. You know, mm-hmm. will Luck have that kind of faith in him, or is Luck going to get drilled because Dez doesn't know? Right. You know that sort of thing. So. 
I say it, it's. I find it very strange that Dez hasn't found a home yet. It is odd, uh, and like you said, at the time, you know, the uh, clock is ticking. You know, the, he, you know, it would be advantageous for him to start learning a, a playbook at this stage. But we'll see what happens. But uh, sticking with the Colts. Um, other than, you know, who we just spoke about, I mean, so Luck has some fantasy value. I think Brissett, I don't know if I'd draft him, but like you said, I mean, if you're taking Luck as your, your number one quarterback, maybe you could see it in like in a deeper league. But uh, what about this running game? Other than, uh, you know, Marlon Mack, to me, I think he's going to be the guy there. Uh, but you still also have uh, Christine Michael. Um, you think that Mack is going to... Uh, emerge at least to start the season? I think he will, maybe as, as the bell cow? No. I have a lot no. of worries here. I, listen, yeah. I, I have Marlon Mack in my, in my dynasty league, so I want it to be him. But you know you heard yesterday that they're playing up Robert Turbin. I believe it was mm-hmm. the uh, – I think it was the head coach or the offensive coordinator who said he could be a, th- a, th- a three-down back. So mm-hmm. they're playing him up. You know, you got Naeem Hines there as well, the fifth-round pick, and he has some value. So there's a lot of uh, – there's a lot of mud here on the wall. I think if I had to draft today, Joe, I'm taking Marlon Mack first. All right, he's the guy mm-hmm. I want first, but I think this is a situation where he's no more than an RB3 with some upside. I think they're going to mix and match all these guys in there. You know, it, it could be a, the hot guy scenario. It could be the matchup mm-hmm. scenario of that, get, uh, that day who, uh, they, who Indianapolis believes is going to give them the best chance to win that day. Bottom line is it's you a also, mess. And I, you also talk a lot about, and uh, I agree with you, you know, the, the running back who could not only run with the ball, but could best protect the quarterback as well. Uh, isn't that going to be immensely important in Indianapolis? I mean, that, that's why you drafted the offensive <laughs> lineman uh, quite in the, what, fifth overall pick or fourth overall I think it was fifth overall pick, but I'm not 100% sure. That's why you drafted mm-hmm. the offensive lineman, right? Because mm-hmm. you, you, gotta, you have to protect luck. You can't keep getting him killed. You know, this is what mm-hmm. it's franchise quarterback. I mean, you're... I'm not saying you got to do what Dallas did, take a first-round pick and you know three or four offensive linemen, but you have to make sure you get quality players there to protect your mm-hmm. investment, to protect your long-term right. future. Something they didn't always believe in. So uh, you know, waiting for that. But yeah, I think that also could be a huge thing. Is that why they're playing up Turbin? Because he is the best blocker. Because he knows how mm-hmm. to pick up the blitz. It makes you wonder that young running backs. The reason why they don't get on the field right away is generally because mm-hmm. they don't pick up the blitz well, or they miss, right. and you don't want to get. Uh, you just don't want to get him killed. So I wonder uh, how much that plays into it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, another big story this week, uh, and it's a story, but it's not a story because it didn't happen yet, but Martavis Bryant in the news, right? Wide receiver for the Raiders. Uh, John Gruden uh, traded for him, gave up the 79th overall pick. Uh, former Steelers wide receivers. Raiders fear imminent league discipline due to substance abuse, which is troubling because... He he missed uh, all of the 2016 season, I believe, <laughs> for the same issue, substance abuse. Um, you know, we'll talk about Brian in a second, but uh, Gruden, do you think, how long do you think it's, well, let me put it to you this way. Uh, 10 years, I think it's 10 years he was away from the game. Do you think it's going to take him some time to, to catch up? I know he was doing games, you know, Monday Night Football, watching him that way, but this is a different player. Uh, than 10 years ago, right? They're even more socially aware of stuff, too, that, you know, might affect the way that you deal with them on a day-to-day basis. You know, the, the, the kneeling issue, they're more politically aware, the concussion issue, <laughs> you know? I mean, do you think that Gruden uh, might take a little bit of time to, to make a connection with some players? I would think so, yes. Like, everything's different about the game in today's game. You know, uh, it's all about the pass game. You know, the, all the rules are dedicated towards the pass. You mentioned social media, the way it's exploded, the way players approach that you can't pra- – Gruden's already bitched about practice time, right? You know, I mm-hmm. can't believe you don't have more – well, how did you not know this? You have worked in football. It's not like you've been out of the game for 15 years where you've been on a farm in Iowa. I mean, you do it Monday Night <laughs> Football, so you knew this coming in. So right, uh, I, right. I, I found that weird that he would complain about that. Like, you didn't know? Is it ideal? Mm-hmm. No, it's not ideal. But that's what the owners in the Players Association voted on. Uh, you know, agreed on the CBA, so get over it. You know, mm-hmm. so I think he's going to have an adjustment period, yeah. Where that I think yeah. it's going to, I don't want to say culture shock, but mm-hmm. uh, in some ways I think that's exactly what it is, where he's like, oh, God, it is like this. When he's there day mm-hmm. in, day out, you know, I can't do this, can't have physical practices, can't have two-a-days, da-da-da-da-da, you go on and on and on like this. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a little, a little hard for him at first. Yeah. So uh, if Brian is suspended, uh, 
Raiders still have Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper, and Jordy Nelson. Um, what do you, what do you think of the, those two uh, wide receivers? I mean, we've been waiting for it seems years, even though he's a very young guy, um, for Amari Cooper to fulfill his total potential. And, and let's let's face it, you know, Jordy Nelson. I know that Aaron Rodgers missed a bunch of time, but uh, he, he didn't look like his old self last year. Yeah, I think uh, you know, say what you want about Bryant. Okay, and obviously the man has a lot of issues. I mean, a lot of issues that he keeps mm-hmm. getting caught doing this. But one thing he brings is speed to that team. And when you bring mm-hmm. speed, that means you bring the safety over to you. And now right. everybody else pretty much has one-on-one coverage or a lot of zone mm-hmm. defense, whichever way they're going to go. But now, you know, you may not have that. Jordan Nelson doesn't have that burst anymore. Uh, his value, mm-hmm. fantasy-wise, was Aaron Rodgers. Because Rodgers looked for him, especially in the red zone, especially in the end zone. And he would catch all those touchdowns. You're not going to get that from Carr. You're just not going to get that. So I think this hurts all along. Because now teams can, mm-hmm. assuming, once again, we're assuming that Brian's gone. We don't know if it's four games, eight games a season, whatever it might be. But assuming mm-hmm. he's gone, teams can uh, you know, game plan differently here. And I think this is going to hurt the entire Raiders offense if, if Brian is gone. Not that he's a big fantasy loss, but I think as a, for what he brings, mainly if speed, take the safety, I think the Raiders offense suffers if he's out. Yeah, yeah. All right, when we come back, by the way, Derek Carr, quarterback uh, for the Raiders, was taken 15th round of my mock. We're going to go over uh, some of those picks in my mock draft. We'll be back with more Weekend Fantasy Update. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. bringing us back and if you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports but are sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries try the props builder tool at mybookie.ag forget having to create multiple lineups ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches and avoid experts winning 90 percent of the money invest in the players that you want without salary caps and if you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can elect an option to receive a 50% deposit bonus with a rollover requirement. No more dealing with late lineup scratches. No experts to compete against. Just you and the prop that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag, enter promo code FNTSY upon sign up, and choose your matchups using the props builder tool. That's mybookie.ag. Promo code FNTSY. And uh, George Kurtz, uh, this week marked the uh, inaugural time that uh, people were allowed to make a legal bet in the state of New Jersey. And our own president, Lou Mayone, was one of the first uh, online to <laughs> make a bet. Uh, I think he was the third, right? And they covered it live on uh Craig Carton and Friends, Carton and Friends that you could hear uh, every morning on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Monday through Friday uh, from 9 to noon Eastern time. And uh, you can listen to it on demand as well. But uh, Lumeon, I think he put a bet on our New York Yankees. It's our, right, because we're fans of the New York Yankees. I think he won that day. Yeah, I, I try not to say our or us or we. You know, I, I don't own the mm. team. I'm not part of the team. Yeah, uh, I, I had a friend who always might, called you know, Share some, you know. I'm just hoping. I had a friend of mine who he always called me on it. Every, this is years ago. Every time I said, "Wait, oh, oh you, you own a team?" 
You know, mm-hmm. really? We? And he was a Yankee well, fan say, as well. I say so. it tongue-in-cheek, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But it always sticks in my head. Every time I, th- I say that now, I'm like, oh, fine. <laughs> All right, the Yankees. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm for it. I was I the way I look at it is uh, mm-hmm. I think we should I I don't like the I don't like too much government involved with telling me what to do. It's my mm-hmm. money. If I want to place a bet on a game, why not? Plus, you could do it anyway. And now you, all, all you're really hurting is the Lucchese crime crime family because now they don't get a piece <laughs> of it, right? So that's that's like people getting really hurt out of this. You can place a bet anyway. So mm-hmm. uh, if I want, hey, you know, I'm home. Well, they'll find a I way said, to get a piece. Believe me, they'll find a way. Yeah, oh, they, I agree. They'll, 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 they will find a way, but uh, at least they're making them work for it now, right? Nothing. Hey, they got to feed their families. They got to feed their kids. They get no. double slice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's way it, it's. I will approach the same way I approach DFS. I don't play DFS every day. I don't. Mm-hmm. Generally, I want. I like playing on when I know I'm going to be home. So if I know I'm going to be home, let's say tonight, kids are out, wives out. Yeah, I probably play a lot of DFS lines because I'm going to watch the games. Want to uh, have something to maybe to root for there? I mean, I put a bet. You know, put uh, mm-hmm. fifty bucks on whatever. You know, uh, you know. I guess the Mets to lose is a pretty safe bet nowadays. Hmm. Only they've only lost twelve of their last thirteen. What makes you think that it's going to continue? I'm just going to play the odds here. That's what betting is, right? <laughs> play the odds. Mets right now can't get out of their own freaking way. As long as the Grom, they can't even win at the Grom game either. But as long as the Grom's not pitching, I'm going to like my chances uh, of the mm-hmm. Mets. Uh, not uh, that's a dumpster fire waiting to happen. Where Scott ain't going, mm-hmm. I need him. <laughs> uh, Scott, call in. Um, so, um, yeah, I just want to mention that uh, our producers continue to do a great job. They brought us in uh, with uh, Revolution from the Beatles. Are you, first of all, are you a Beatles fan there, uh, George? I am a Beatles fan, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I w- they'd be my top ten. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I, people get this a lot. Are you a, more of a Beatles guy or a Stones guy? Mm-hmm. And what's no, your Joe? answer? My, I'm a more of a Stones answer? guy. Uh. I want your yeah. answer too. Yeah, Stones would be top five for me. I, I'm a big, uh, big Stones fan here. You know, it's tough for me to answer. You know why, George? Because I like so many different kinds of music that you know, it depends on my mood. Like one day I could be listening to ACDC. I just feel like you know, you know, listening to some hard rock, ACDC, Led Zeppelin. Next day I might feel like listening to a little Frank Sinatra. Next day I might feel like listening to, let's say, the Moody Blues or Fleetwood Mac. You know, something a little lighter. So it's it's tough. You know, I, I can't I can't pick one or the other. I'm sorry. Well, I'm not a Sinatra guy, but I do enjoy all the other bands you, you named there. You know, yeah, I'll give you a quick little funny ACDC story. I'm an ACDC guy. I like ACDC. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Highway to sure. Hell, and I, uh, I'm taking my daughter to uh, pre-K, so she's, I guess, five years old, and Highway to Hell's <laughs> on. You know, we're singing along Highway to Hell until I realize, mm-hmm. oh, my, she's singing along. She's going, I'm on the high. I'm like, oh, my God, she's going to go into pre-K last day, graduating, because she's going to be singing Highway to Hell. I'm going to get a phone call from my teacher saying your daughter is a, uh, a malcontent singing Highway to Hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a little f- funny aside story also about ACDC. You know, every once in a while, uh, there's a high school near my house called Monsignor Farrell High School, and it's a Catholic high school. And oddly enough, that you know, there'll be times when they start the second half of the game and they're playing the gongs from hell's bells. bells. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a Catholic. You see where that was going. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, but uh, the reason why I mentioned also uh, about the Beatles and, and revolution, which was pretty cool. I just read that James Corden, you know, he does that uh, car uh, karaoke, you know, he gets the, the, the singers to, you know, sing and drive with him. Well, uh, supposedly next week, and believe it or not, I think that he's 76 years old right now, or he just turned 76. Paul McCartney's going to be doing some uh, car side. I don't know if it's called car side, but car karaoke with him. So that should be pretty cool. Uh, I, I didn't know who that was, by the way. I like the way you assumed no? I did, but I, no freaking clue. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I, get it. <laughs> I wonder how well, old Chris Pavone. Chris Pavone. How's Chris Pavone doing, man? Huey Huey Lewis can't uh, sing anymore. He's got some mm. kind of ear thing where he can't. Uh, he's having trouble. Yeah, so his, uh, his singing career may be over. Yeah, no loss, right? Hey, 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 hey. You are you, like are you Lewis? No, I feel bad. I don't want anything bad to happen to Huey Lewis, but uh, if he never sings again, that's okay. I like Huey Lewis, man. Heart of rock and yeah. roll. Yeah. Yeah. I want a new drug. Come on. I want a new drug. Yeah. All right. I, I, I like sorry. Huey Lewis. I can't, yeah. I can't be there with you. Maybe it's the news I can get rid of, but Huey Lewis is fine. Hmm. All Joke. right. So, uh, like, no one cares. <laughs> Apparently, not funny. Get at the news, you know. Always bad mm. news in the news. Trump. Mm. 
Yeah. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> but uh, so, like I said, I, I was invited by the uh, f- folks over at Fighting Chance uh, Fantasy. Uh, Ryan Hallams, Steve Rapin do a great job there. Pretty innovative site as well. Uh, it was a 12-teamer, uh, one-point PPR, and I had the 10th pick in the draft. And what I'm noticing you know, in terms of ADPs, and, and like I said, this, believe it or not, was my first mock draft of the season. I should be should have had a couple more, but I continue. I will. But anyway, it seems that like 10 of the 15 first picks in general, when you look at also ADPs, are running backs. Uh, are you high, uh, very high on running backs this year, George? Uh, or does it depend on where you're picking in a particular draft, who you're drafting with, the rules of the draft? I mean, uh, do you have like one specific strategy or does it depend on your situation? Well, everything you just said is going to play a part. I mean, of course, it's going to depend where I pick. I mean, if I have the fourth pick or even the third pick, I might go Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he'd be uh, – I Gurley and Bell are going to be one-two for me in every league. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I never get the first second of my pick, so I never have to worry about this because I don't have that and kind I'm going to say something. I love Bell. I have a slight fear – of taking him a little bit, but I know he's going to have a great year, but you know, I just think that, you know, he's going to skip another year of camp. You know, he's been used a lot. I mean, you look at the touches that he's had over the year, I think since 2013, if I'm not mistaken, he, he's had the most uh, touches, uh, you know, good, and he's still fairly young. I think he's 26, uh, but just, uh, I'm just a little nervous about him. I get your point. You know, he's going to be more than likely going to miss all of camp again. He'll show up the Tuesday before mm-hmm. first game because he's And if you remember last process. year, he missed camp, right? And it took him a couple weeks, you know, a few weeks before yes. he really got going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, he could very well get to another slow start, which he did last year. Uh, because let's mm-hmm. face it, you know, you're not in camp. You're not really in football shape, no matter what you think you are. My biggest mm-hmm. worry is not so much that, but... We see a lot of times where a player misses camp, not in football shape. He's being, he'll be in shape, but not football shape. All of a sudden, gets that calf injury, the groin, the yep. hamstring. You have a leg injury because those legs aren't all the quite time. in shape. Yeah, that just yeah, so that, camp, that, good chance of you getting hurt. That would be my biggest worry with Le'Veon Bell, is that he's going mm-hmm. to could suffer one of those. But that being said, I'm still taking him no worse than second overall. If you told me he was mm-hmm. going to show up for camp, if I knew that, then I would, uh, I would take him one. I think he is that kind mm-hmm. of player here. I do think... The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to, you know, abuse him again. You know, that he's going to get a truckload of touches. What did he get? Four hundred and six last year. Uh, I think it'll be that again because if they don't keep, if they don't plan on keeping him long term, what do they care? If they give him four fifty. You know, this is last exactly. season anyway with the team, yeah. so they want to use him, win games. So th- this wouldn't shock mm-hmm. me at all. Yeah. Uh, so if you notice, uh, let's just take a look at the, the, the first round, okay? And. Typical, I think, of what's going to probably happen. I mean, Todd Gurley went number one. Bell went number two. Uh, David Johnson, three. Ezekiel Elliott, number, f- uh, Ezekiel Elliott, number four. Uh, I mean, I'm very high on, on, on Zeke this year. Another guy that's going to get 9,000 carries because there's no one else yeah. there. Right, right, right. And if you look at uh, what he did last year, uh, you know, I think he averaged the most uh, average um, – rushing yards per game. I think it was a 98.3. So, I mean, you know, the, he missed a bunch of time with the suspension and whatnot, but, uh, you know, he still was a very effective runner. And uh, Antonio Brown, who you mentioned, number five. Uh, Kamara, number six. Uh, what do you think of that pick? Uh, he went ahead of Saquon Barkley, went ahead of Kareem Hunt. Uh, I don't think I have a problem with this entire first round, other than Jen mm-hmm. Smith picked twice. Right. Yeah, Jens with yeah, yeah, teams yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. It's actually they, they. I think they screwed that thing up. But anyway, yeah, it I, wasn't I really her. I was just <laughs> making fun. Uh, and our and the fancy ties. Jim Day was in this as well. Uh, Jim Day is yeah. uh, always a good person to be, uh, to be in a draft. Jim plays in a lot of drafts. At least he, he mm-hmm. used to. Maybe he calmed down a bit. I, I used to ask Jim. Uh, he used to always be on with uh-huh. Tony Sincato and I when we were on uh, Sirius XM. And mm-hmm. you know how many leagues you're playing in? Because I knew he played in a lot. Oh, 120. <laughs> how do you keep what? track of that? I mean, what's right. The, that's the first thing I, I asked. How do you do your fat? Yeah. Yeah. What happens on Sunday morning when you find out at eleven thirty that you know Odell Beckham's uh, not going to play, and you've got him in thirty-eight leagues? How do you make you those changes? A, you need your own uh, staff. 
to, to work your, right? <laughs> your, your but, I mean, what I mean is how, how can it, especially if you got, let's say, two players who are out. And mm-hmm. you, how do you do it where in 90 minutes you have enough time to do this? Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I, that, I, there's no way. Jim, Jim's out of his mind crazy. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so I always found that funny. But I thought the first round was pretty, uh, pretty standard here. I don't think anybody yeah. uh, stepped out of line here. You mentioned McGurley, I think Bell, I might Johnson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brown, I made Kamara, my pick. Barkley, Hunt. Yeah. Well, Melvin Gordon was I a terrible the- pick, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I know. I, I picked. No, kidding, no, I kidding. Picked, no, that's cool. It's all right. You can say. It. But I picked tenth, right? And I do love Melvin Gordon this this year. Um, it just has a, a way of finding that end zone, right? I mean, uh, but then as soon as I did, I said, you know what? I I, I could have had uh, Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> but um, you know, I mean, you you don't have a problem with it. Me going to Gordon over Beckham? Would you have done the same? Nothing that I would yell at you about, or nothing, or anybody yeah, for right. that matter, or make fun right, of. Like right. I said, I thought the uh, I didn't even look what pick you were until you said ten. So when I said that, the first yeah. round went. I had no problem with the first round. I probably, mm-hmm. I mean, you can make you can have worries about Beckham too. Once again, June sixteenth, you did, sure. did this earlier. You'd be worried that Beckham, mm-hmm. you know, cutting. We haven't. I think he's. I think he's fine, mind you. But that could be playing in the mm-hmm. back of your mind that he might have issues there, and it's it's valid. I think it's very valid that he could have uh, problems there. I, maybe you want to go Fournette over Gordon. I think that's an argument mm-hmm. I could possibly make. You know, I like uh, Leonard Fournette a whole bunch. But in bunch a PPR, you know, you know. The bottom line is Gordon. this: I think the Chargers are going to be. A, I, I would have picked the Chargers to win the West if before Hunter Henry went out for the year. I still might, mm-hmm. but I think they're that good a team. I don't think anybody in the West is a great team. I think they're going to run the ball a bunch. I think Melvin Gordon mm-hmm. is that good. I think he's going to get double digit touchdowns. So, bottom line is, I don't have a problem with this. Like I said, this entire first round. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. There's not one person here that I would nail. That what? What, what the mm-hmm. hell were they doing? What the hell were they thinking? You know. Right. So no, I don't have any issues here. All right. Uh, personally, I think I would have went Michael Thomas over Julio Jones, but that's just me. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, what, what do you think about this second round? So uh, at the turn, you got Fournette with the 13th pick, uh, Thomas 14th, and then you have uh, Devonta Freeman. What are you thinking about Devonta Freeman this year? I mean, I know we have a concern, you know, he had those concussion issues last year. They're actually working with him uh, to change his running style a little bit so that, uh, you know, he doesn't you know, put himself at risk for injury as much. Yeah, I would, this is where I would have done this if I were you. Uh, not that I really have a problem with Freeman going, what is it, 15th overall? I really don't. Yeah. But you already had Melvin Gordon. So you already had an mm-hmm. RB1. Why do you need to take a chance on Freeman? And I like Freeman – but it's ringing in my head all the time. And he, I guess he has ringing in his head, too. Concussion mm. history. Running backs, right. regardless of Goodell's new rule, they lead with their head. I have mm. a tough time seeing him play 16 games without suffering another concussion. And with someone with his history, if, if and when he does suffer one, it may not be a week he misses. It could be two. It could be three. What if he suffers more right. than one? That's my worry here. If you would have taken Odell Beckham in, in the first round, then I'm okay with Freeman because then you need a, your top mm-hmm. running back to take the chance here. But if I were you here, this is probably where I would have gone for Mike Evans. I think I might take a chance on him. Keenan Allen, you could have talked me into it as well, but you already had Gordon. I'm not so sure you want to double yeah. up on uh, two charges exactly. right away there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'd, have gone, I'd have gone Mike Evans here. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Uh, I'm – Mike Evans, you know, all the talent in the world, I can't get away from him with those drops, you know. And, and I'm not convinced that Jameis Winston has developed as far as he should have. And I, I'm, not, I'm not convinced with that offense this year. Can't argue with you there. Uh, those are legitimate mm-hmm. concerns, Winston and Evans. Mm-hmm. And Evans didn't have a good year last year. But then if not, another player, I think this is a little early, but mm-hmm. Devontae Adams, I mean, he's going to be the main deal there. Now in Green yeah. Bay, and Aaron Rodgers is back, so you could easily convince mm-hmm. me that Adams you take there. I think it's I think it's a little early, top fifteen, a wee bit early. Mm-hmm. But since you right. needed a, uh, uh, my mind, I, I almost certainly would have taken a wide receiver here. Outside mm-hmm. of Evans, he's right there with me as well. You know, AJ Green. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Green, but I, I just can't stand. I mean, I just can't stand Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. And uh, you mentioned Devonte Adams. He went with the last pick in the second round, and then at the turn. Uh, was Doug uh, Baldwin, and uh, Jarek McKinnon was the second pick in the third round. You know, a lot of people love this guy. Uh, I, I don't know if all the love is justified, though. I don't know if there's anybody getting more love than McKinnon right now, right? Everybody's like, oh, Kyle Shanahan going to turn him around. He's going to pitch great. Maybe he does. 
You know, mm-hmm. maybe he doesn't feel he'll pitch uh, fantastic. Maybe he'd uh, pitch, and then he'll uh, he'll be a fantastic runner. But uh, I don't know. I'm going to have a tough time trusting uh, McKinnon. He's going to be that kind of uh, back here. Third round, you know, he took a 25th, 26th overall pick. I'd be happy with the round later, but we can say that about so many players. There you go. We'll continue breaking down this draft. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update, a little ACDC. We'll be back with more. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. job of producing our show. Yeah, George, that's, that's I think, my favorite Rolling Stones song. Oh, uh, it's not mine. It's one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's a really good tune. Uh, yeah. I probably have, uh, in the 19th Nervous Breakdown is a turn, a tune I really like, Painted Black, which is, well, which, well mm-hmm. we're listening yeah, Painted to Black that was great oh, as well. Uh, I mean, there's, I, I, I like the Stones. There are a couple of tunes that you, you really get. I mean, I like the Beatles as well. I, I made the, the comparison before is that uh, a lot of people are either Beatles or Stones fans. Uh, I like, the mm-hmm. Beatles are probably top 10, top 15 for me. Stones just in my top five. I really enjoy a couple of Stones tunes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing that's amazing about the Beatles is that you listen to their almost bubblegum, you know, kind of, you know, rock and roll music that they started playing in the early 60s and to what it evolved to, you know, by the end of their career, you know, they just uh, took rock and roll or took rock music to a new level, you know, one of the first bands to introduce, you know, uh, string instruments like, uh, you know, orchestral, uh, uh, you know, uh, instruments and stuff like that and experimenting and all that other stuff. But uh, Keith Richards is somehow still alive. Yeah, yeah, yes. I'm pretty sure he's uh, legally dead in like 18 states. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's somehow still still going here, which is really uh, com- completely amazing. Uh, Sympathy for the it's Devil, impressive. by the way, is another uh, fantastic tune. Uh, yes. But uh, yeah, it's uh, there are a lot of great, great old rock and roll bands that uh, I wish I was, uh, when they were around, I wish I was younger. I could have seen uh, more of them, seen more concerts. That's why I but then you'd be an so... even older man than you are now. Yes, and, yes. And I realize that what your family would say now. Setting myself yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it would be true. I would be an older man than I am now. It's just the way that works now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, your family's already saying, hey, old man, imagine what they'd be saying, you know, that you'd probably be living in a, an old age home. They probably would have committed you already. I'm sure they'd like to. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, we were going over a, a mock draft that I was a part of uh, the uh, folks over at uh, the uh, Fighting Chance Fantasy uh, site were nice enough to invite me. So uh, in round three, we were just talking to Jarek McKinnon. Right after him, uh, Jordan Howard went, then Larry Fitzgerald, Joe Mixon, and Jay Ajayi. Let's talk about those three running backs there uh, that went in the third round. Uh, Jordan Howard, Joe Mixon, and Jay Ajayi. Uh, of the three, the the guy that I'm most worried about is Jay Ajayi. I mean, of course, you know, a lot was made of his uh, bone-on-bone issue with his knees and also with the way that the Eagles use their running backs as well. Yeah, I'm not worried about the bone-on-bone. Uh, that could hit, but mm-hmm. I'm not really all that worried about it. The problem is the playing time. I mean, we mm-hmm. saw it last year. He, he didn't get all that much when he first got there. Now he assumed, okay, mm-hmm. he's got, you know, they're saving him for the playoffs. Like he's got to learn a new system, blah, 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 and all that stuff. But it didn't really change all that much. You know, and then mm-hmm. Corey Clement really came on. Darren Sproles is back. So he's yeah. going to be at he's least a third have a down guy yeah. there. Right. He's, at the very mm-hmm. least, he'll be a third down guy there. So this mm-hmm. is sort of a mess here. Uh, round three, 
this is where running back, almost every running back now we're going to talk about, we're going to be able to put, up, you know, bring up a lot of negatives here. Ajayi, we just mm-hmm. said it. Mixon, who went the uh, pick reform. I like Mixon. Offensive line, once again, they tried to strengthen it, but it has issues, to put it nicely. So sure. you're going to have problems there. Jordan Howard, I probably like by far the most mm-hmm. out of these three. Jordan Howard was almost a first-round pick last year. Uh, right. Didn't have a great year, but the offense is now more legit. Right, they helped out mm-hmm. wide receiver core. You, know, you pick up Allen Robinson. You got uh, signed Trey Burton as well. So now you uh, help the uh, tight end core there. So teams just can't load up for the run anymore. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, uh, like I said, out of this trio we're talking about here, Howard, Mixon, Ajayi. I like Howard a whole bunch mm-hmm. more. I think he rebounds. Probably he was probably overvalued last year. This year I think he's undervalued. I think he rebounds to where he's sh- more, more right along the lines of where he should be. High end running back too. Mm-hmm. And according to Pro Football Focus, uh, the Bears have the easiest schedule for running backs uh, coming up in 2018. So that's another thing. Uh, the only issue I have with Howard, and I agree with everything that you said, is that, uh, you know, and I took him in the ninth round. Uh, Tariq Cohen, I think he's going to have a larger role. Uh, caught 53 passes last year, and, you know, uh, Nagy's offenses that, you know, they like to have a, a running back that does catch passes out of the backfield. Howard's going to be the bell cow, but uh, Cohen's going to, you know, play some uh, play plenty of snaps as well. But uh, Gronk I would, was see, the first. I, I would agree with you there. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you there about uh, that Cohen will have a bigger role. But I also think uh, the Chicago Bears are going to have more offensive snaps because they yeah. have a better offense this year. So I think that's why mm-hmm. I'm, I don't worry about Cohen as much as far as that. Because, yes, I think he'll have a bigger role, which makes Cohen a valuable pick later on as well. But yeah. since they're going to have more snaps, I think there's, a, there's room for both. And so many teams now have more than one. So it's True. not as big of a concern as it, uh, as it used to be. And maybe this is why Jordan Howard's not in consideration for an RB1. Right, right. Uh, Gronk went uh, as the first tight end. In round three, does that surprise you that he's still going as early as he did? No, oh, well, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he goes round two in a lot of drafts. So I'm not surprised mm-hmm. at all about that. I think that's mm-hmm. where his value lies. You know, you look at all the, uh, you know, Gronk goes round three, Kelsey goes next pick, and then Ertz goes mm-hmm. a few picks later. This is where the tight ends are going to go. The top tight ends, these mm-hmm. three, are going to go right. here. You know, I might have. I don't really worry about Gronk. Hell, there's no one else to throw to there now. Uh, Edelman suspended. They got rid of uh, Brandon Cooks. Uh, should be intriguing there. Maybe Des Bryant. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. He's got Patrick Mahomes throwing to him. So I think that could mm-hmm. be uh, a little bit of an issue. You don't know if the same uh, chemistry is there. Zach Ertz. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think Carson Wentz is fine. I think he'll play week mm-hmm. one. I think I've said that pretty much. Unless there's more to that injury than we know. Unless if he tore something mm-hmm. else. Besides the ACL, I think he's back, so I'm not all that worried about it. But uh, I think I think they're, this is where they're going to go. I don't think this is a mm-hmm. mock tight end. I think this is where they're going to go, folks. You want your tight mm-hmm. ends. Round three, certainly no later than round four. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Rodgers, as uh, oh, not always, but as most of the time is the case, is the first quarterback gone in the third round. Uh, you and I both, I think we both agree, Yeah, we like to wait f- to take our quarterbacks unless it's a, you know, uh, two quarterback league, but uh, you know Rogers third round. Do you think that's pretty much where he's going to go? Maybe between the third and fifth, depending on who you're drafting with. Yeah, so far this is a straight mock, and what I mean by that mm-hmm. is this is exactly the way I, I I expect a lot of leagues to play out. You know, I wrote mm-hmm. the uh, for the uh, Roto Experts exclusive edge package. I wrote about the quarterback breakdown. I have Rogers mm-hmm. at a tier all by himself, and I have him going around three. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's just where he is. Uh, I. I won't have him in a one quarterback league because right. I'm not. I, it's highly unlikely I'm taking a quarterback in round three. The only way I would take Rodgers in round three, for me personally, is if everybody that I wanted before him went. I mean, literally the first you know 32 picks just went the way they went, and I didn't. There's nobody there I, that tickles me at all. You right, know, right. And, so, and I, I end up going with them. So uh, I love Aaron Rodgers. I think he's the top quarterback, but I'm going to wait. But if once again, if you want Aaron Rodgers, this is exactly you where he's going to go. Best early, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I went, uh, my first wide receiver, I took Golden Tate over T.Y. Hilton. Um, you know, I mean, you know, Tate in a PPR league, you know, he 90 plus catches. So, I mean, I, I don't love the pick. Uh, and, you know, if uh, if luck is, is fully healthy, you know, T.Y. Hilton might have been the, the guy to take. Just going to ask you that. Play a little devil's that. I have no problem with the Tate pick here. You said the mm-hmm. reason why he can't. The only thing negative about Tate is he's just, he's just not a red zone threat. 
Yeah, he's not right. a touchdown guy, but he's catches balls mm-hmm. every season, and Matthew Stafford's going to yeah. have to throw. But uh, that yeah. that would have been the devil's advocate if mm-hmm. Luck was completely healthy. Do you then take Hilton? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's I think the so. only thing yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for June sixteenth, I would have done. Yes, I would. I would have done the yeah. same as you. June sixteenth, I'm taking mm-hmm. Tate. August sixteenth, Luck is fine. I'm taking Hilton. Right. Then at the turn, uh, Alex Collins went. Uh, I'm actually kind of high on Alex Collins. You know, I liked what he did last year, developed. Uh, you know, I think he had like a 4.6 yards per carry. And he's going to be, in my opinion, the guy in Baltimore at least to start the season. See, I think it's a mess in Baltimore. You got Javarius mm-hmm. Allen. Right, he's going to get some touches. Kenneth Dixon's back off suspension. And you got Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. who's going to have a handful of plays. And those, a lot of those will be running plays there. So I, mm-hmm. I think this is a mess. You know, I, I agree with everything you said about Collins. Came on last year. Mm-hmm. He didn't go, wasn't getting re- uh, goal line carries uh, off the bat because he, you know, he had some fumble issues. But once he solved mm-hmm. those, then he became an even more valuable ba- back down the uh, down the stretch. I don't think this offense is very good. It's better. I don't trust Flacco. I really think they should go to mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson almost from day one just to get this go- just to get all the learning curve out out of the way as soon as possible. You bring in Crabtree, mm-hmm. Brown, Snead. You have a more legitimate passing offense. But bottom line for me, he is here. I think it's a smorgasbord, and that's going to be uh, an issue for me. Uh, I don't really have a uh, problem with where he went, mind you, because every I'll say this again, every running back from here on out, we're going to be able to mm-hmm. point out things like this, that there's mm-hmm. issues here. This is why you take running back so early. Is why would you say nine right. of fifth, nine of the ten, the 15, ten out of top 15. fifteen picks? Yeah. Now, this is yeah. why seems that way. After that, yeah. it's a problem. After that, mm-hmm. and you're right. I mean, there are question marks with the rest of these running backs because. You know, Cooks, Brandon Cooks went next. I took Jarvis Landry again in a PPR league. I know that, you know, he's going to have, uh, well, Tyrod Taylor will probably open up as the starting quarterback. Uh, and uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, might you know, take over. But uh, even if there's like a 20, 25% downturn in Landry's uh, production, I think he's still uh, capable of 90 catches. And last year he showed that he could find the end zone as well. Uh, but uh, the next running back to go was Carlos Hyde. And there's some questions with him as well, with Nick there. Chubb there. He's actually got all. He's got good competition with him. You mentioned Chubb, yeah. second round pick. Then you got Duke Johnson, the third down guy who they just signed to a yeah. what a three four year contract extension. You know they want him to play. Plus the passing yeah. offense is now legit. Josh Gordon there for the entire season. You just mentioned Jarvis Landry, uh, Najoku. Mm-hmm. I think is a sleeper tight end this year. Uh, yeah. Tyrod Taylor mm-hmm. is certainly the best quarterback they've had in a few years. I do think eventually Mayfield takes that job over. And once again, mm-hmm. it might be sooner than later, though, with Tyra Taylor there, it might not be until they go on some kind of losing streak. But I think this is, once again, the best Cleveland offense we've seen in a decade, maybe more. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that's going to lead to some things here. But Hyde, I think he's one and done. You know, I think he's, he's there for this year. He'll be gone after the, uh, after the year because they'll go with Chubb and Johnson. They won't need him. So he does have some value here. But, uh, you know, we're going to say it again. He can't be a running back one because there's too many other guys there. He's a mid-range, the lower-range running back two. At the very least, you're hoping he's the touchdown guy. That's where you want him. Not only to get his 12 carries a game, but be the goal line guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just move a little bit further ahead. Still in the fourth round, but uh, Derek Henry uh, went. Uh, and the guy of uh, Steve, Steve Rapin, that has him, uh, he's his RB2 behind Joe Mixon. What do you think about Henry this year? I mean, had big expectations for him uh, until the Titans signed Deion Lewis. How much uh, does the Deion Lewis being there affect, you think, uh, Derrick Henry? You could have made an argument that Henry was a running back one, low end running back one, until they signed Lewis. Yeah. You know, then mm-hmm. it dropped him into the running back two category. Then, but, you know, Lewis does what he does. Good at catching the ball out of the backfield. We know Henry's going to be the goal line guy, so that's a plus for him. Mm-hmm. He's going to get his uh, share of carries as well. I would have taken Henry over Hyde, over Alex Collins. Yeah, I would have mm-hmm. had him. I, I do have him ranked above those two. I might have even taken him above a JHI. You know, I think the. Mm-hmm. I might be the one pick I question right now out of all these picks is a Jai in round three. I just don't like the well. Uh, you know, where's the value there? He's not going to get all these many touches. Clement Sproles, I don't like it at all. So uh, I, I guess bottom line is I'm higher on Henry the most. I think that Tennessee offense is coming along. It's better. I like the Lonnie Walker at tight end. You know, I think they've upgraded at receiver somewhat. I think Mariota was had a poor year last year, but got better as the year went on, which leads me to think that maybe he was unhealthy for the first couple mm-hmm. of weeks. Yeah, you know, and it took a while for him to, to get get his legs back under him. So I'm high on Derrick Henry. I think he's going to have a nice season. And I'll say it again. 
you know, a lot of these running backs have caddies, have guys who do other things. And Deion, yeah, same thing here in Tennessee. You know, Deion Lewis is going to do, get his share of touches as well. He is also a fantasy pick. He's not a handcuff. He's a fantasy pick, someone you could start. But he's more the uh, catch, catch the ball in the backfield with a smattering of carries. Mm-hmm. You talked about the uh, Titans offense. It's going to be interesting this year. I mean, a, a guy that pretty much, I think I'm, I'm going to avoid, he, I, I would take him in the past late in drafts and, and feel good about it is Richard Matthews. Uh, but I think that this could be the year that Corey Davis uh, really uh, makes his, uh, his mark in, in fantasy. And uh, another guy, uh, Taewon Taylor, could be a guy that also takes a big step forward. Can't see them all doing it because it's not going to be that kind of offense. Uh, I do mm-hmm. agree about Matthews. No problem uh, having him later on in the draft. Uh, I Same thing about Davis. I expect Corey to, to, to play better and to become uh, mm-hmm. more of a threat, probably more of a wide receiver 3-4 type there, but with upside. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't see right. Tennessee being the type of offense. They have a good defense, good running game. You know, they're not going to be Aaron Rodgers in the Packers or throw, throw the ball over the field. They're just not designed to do that. Plus, Mariota, mm-hmm. I think, will be free to run the ball a little bit more. You know, last year, mm-hmm. Wizard Hunt didn't want him to run. You know, he wanted to protect him a little bit, which I get. He's not hes not built like Cam Newton or Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, he can take that mm-hmm. kind of pounding, so I get it. But this year, I think they take the reins off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you surprised that Deshaun Watson went as early as he did? He went with the second-to-last pick of the fourth round. Yeah, because he's the next quarterback taken, right? Yeah. Ahead I of Russell so, Wilson. Right? Yeah, yeah, ahead of Russell Wilson, ahead of Tom Brady. You know, so yes, this was a surprise. Not that I'm really down. I have Watson. I have uh, three tiers in my as mm-hmm. far as my top three, uh, my top quarterback tiers. In the first tier, it's just Aaron Rodgers. Second tier, it's Brady and Wilson. Uh, Watson is in the third tier. You know, so I, I would I would have done that here. Now, I, I, listen, I would have taken any of these quarterbacks here. I don't take a quarterback early. I'm going to wait in uh, in one quarterback leagues. I'm going to wait because I don't want to spend an early pick. I want to build up my wide receivers, build up my running backs here. Uh, so, but still, I'm surprised he went above Russell Wilson, above mm-hmm. Tom Brady. I I would not have done that. In fact, I keep looking here. Brady goes way down the list here. I think yeah. people are really worried about the lack of uh, no Edelman, no uh, you know no Cooks here. Bottom line is they're still going to be a uh, throwing this, team. And there's underlying stuff, too, going on there, too. You know, that, you know, that, you know They're becoming the Cowboys in the 90s is what they're doing. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like they're on the same page, which is shocking, you know, when you start hearing this stuff. They all seem to want credit. You know, or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I guess they're getting old now. They've won so many championships. Uh, they, they all, they don't want to deal with uh, Belichick and his practices and uh, how, we, uh, how he handles things, which I get. And I, I understand mm-hmm. where Brady's coming from. Because he takes such a uh, smaller salary. He's going to make about, what, $10, 12000000 million a year. He can do that because of uh, Giselle. But he's probably thinking, well, you know, I'm not making $28, 30000000 million, so I'm saving you $18, 20000000 million. Where's that money going? He traded mm-hmm. Cooks. Edelman's not there. Fault that happened. Where's that money going? Where are my receivers? Where are guys, legitimate guys for me to throw to? You know, I think that's where right. Brady's coming from here. And I don't think he wants to deal with Belichick's crap anymore, which is kind of silly because mm-hmm. Belichick's crap works. You know, but I guess yeah. at this point in his career, he he's the goat. He's just tired of dealing with it. I think that's really what it comes mm-hmm. down to. Yeah, I, I just saw a uh, a blip on my phone that uh, Brady uh, says, "Hey, he's closer to retirement than uh, he is to playing." Which I look, the guy's forty something. No kidding. Not surprising. Exactly right. <laughs> well, we'll be back with more. Let's switch over to a little baseball talk as we fade out to the house of the Riding Sun. Nice. We'll be back with more on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 